Hello, good morning, York University. Thank you. It's a, it's a privilege to be here before you at this chapel at this well. 2023, this was gonna be my year, as is my habit. Every January, I go away to a little retreat center and I take some time to journal and I think about, so how was my last year? What went well? What do I wanna prove on? And, and out of that, to decide on some goals for myself. And I usually write about seven to 10 goals. And those are the goals that I stay focused on all year. I keep coming back to them and, and I, I built my plans and my schedules and it, it helps me set some pri priorities. And, and so I left that retreat, my wife and I were together and I felt some momentum. You know, you, you, when things are going well, you, you feel this momentum like, okay, things are going really good. I'm feeling this great sense of hope, optimism, I'm just really thankful to God that, that things are, are looking up for 2023. On January 30th, I received a call from my doctor, and he said, you have cancer. In fact, you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and that's stage two, and we need to get treated on this right away. So first of all, I'm shocked. I haven't had anybody in my family have cancer. I've lived a relatively healthy life. Just what in the world, what does this mean? And then, so when the shock passes, all right, um, I'm feeling fear. This, this has totally turned my life upside down. I don't know what's gonna happen next. How the, my family is, is so afraid. And so I'm dealing with their fear and trying to be strong for them. But then out of this comes a sense of fight. I am going to fight this. I'm, Whatever the doctors tell me to do, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna find a way to, to survive this. This is not going to stop my plans, my goals, my dreams, my hopes for this year. So the doctor says, you're gonna do uh, three rounds of chemotherapy. Every three weeks, go in, I hook up to an IV, and uh, for about seven hours, they, they, they uh, pour all these drugs into my body. And so after the first round, you know, it takes about two weeks to recover from it. I could kind of feebly get up and say, I'm still standing. I'm fighting this. I can do this. Well, then I go back for my second round. And for the two weeks after that round, it knocks me out so bad. You know, I hurt my head. I hurt my gut. All my joints hurt. Um, you constantly feel sick. You're nauseous. Your brain is foggy. You can't think clearly. And so I, I finished that second round and I'm walking back in the clinic, I'm still standing, I'm kind of crawling, but I'm still here, still doing this thing. And so then I go in for the, the third round, and I'm having to be wheeled in on a wheelchair. I'm so weak, so tired. I'm thinking, okay, the doctor's gonna tell me, uh, Glenn, we've, we've accomplished it, we're real close to the end, I've got real hopes in, in, in that, and I've still got my dreams, my goals, I haven't given up on those things yet, I just, had to set them aside for a while. And I go in for that third appointment. He says, Glenn, the cancer's decreasing, but it's not gone. And you're going to need three more treatments. My hope after that is shattered. And I, I come out of that appointment, that, that all day of chemo. And for the next two weeks, I am devastated. I was feeling the loss. My body has betrayed me. You know, it's, it's, it's sick. I didn't do this to my body. I felt like my body 
is doing this to me. I, I gave up on my goals. Whatever it was I thought I would try to accomplish, I'm done with it. I give up on my plans. The momentum is long gone. I barely have energy just to sit up, you know, just to get up out of the couch. And they're like, ugh, I'm done for the day. I lost meaningful work. Couldn't work. And I work as a minister, and, and there's, I get a lot of meaning out of this. I, I, you know, I enjoy serving and, and trying to help people, but I'm totally cut off from that. I lose connections with people. Now, I don't have the energy to, to call, to respond, to even, you know, people are sending me cards and, and texts, and, and sometimes I'd reply, but a lot of times, like, I just don't have the energy even to say thank you. I lose a connection with people. And ultimately, I lost my hope. You know, sometimes we need people to encourage us, to remind us, you can do this. It's going to get better. But other times, those words, those encouraging words come across as hollow and painful. And you're like, well, why? Well, sometimes it feels like it's minimizing your suffering. You're like, I feel so lousy. Someone tell me, you're going to get through this. It's like, no, I'm not. I don't have any hope. And you tell me that is not helping me get through this. Sometimes positivity becomes toxic because it minimizes how a person is truly feeling. I did have a couple of friends, though, who they'd come over to my house, and they would just sit there. They wouldn't tell me, Glenn, it's going to get better. Hang on. They just sat there. They'd ask me some questions, and I could be really honest with them. Like I said, I, I lost my hope, and out of that, I stopped praying to God. I felt like I couldn't be honest with God. I just couldn't work up the, the, the good feelings to say, God, I love you. I know you've got me in, in this. And so it's in that time that I discovered some biblical words that I, all my life, I'd kind of over, just skipped over. Whenever I read them, I'd be like, oh, that's not for me, and I keep on going. And these words are the words of lament. Special prayers where a person can be honest with God. So I want to read one of these to you, for you. This is Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy, cancer, triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. I know, especially for young adults, for athletes, for aspiring scholars, for the careers you have. It's, it's not a popular thing to say, um, maybe you should give up. Maybe you should give in. But there is a time to fight, and there is a time to give in. My hopes and dreams for this year and my life were over. I needed, I needed to accept that in order to hope again. 
within the hardship that I had. I needed, and I would say this, I needed to be angry with God in order to love him again. I remember the morning that I cried out to God. I was sitting on my front porch. I was wrapped up in a blanket, and I gave up on my dreams to God in anger, in pain. And when I was done, I felt the peace of God. I felt the voice of God saying, I got you. And so the rest of Psalm 13 is like this. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. I could not have said those words to start the prayer. I had to pray through my anger. I had to pray through my pain, my disappointment, my doubts, and get to the point where all that is out. I've given up on my dreams. Now, God, what's next? And this is where I felt his presence, saying, Glenn, I got you. So here's what I learned. Sometimes we need to give up our dreams in order to dream again. Sometimes we need to give up hoping in the future we want in order to hope in the future we've been given. Sometimes we need to be angry with God in order to learn to love God again. Ever since I gave up my dreams and I met honestly with God, I have found God to be my refuge, my strength, and ever-present help in trouble. I'm on a different path right now than the one I was on. And I still haven't gone back and figured out, okay, what are my goals for 2023? I don't know. Is this going to march forward? Two weeks ago, I was reading another psalm. This is Psalm 30, a psalm of thanksgiving. And I, I just read the first three verses, and I couldn't stop crying. And this, this is why, because it, it these, this, these were my words. This is my experience. The psalmist says, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemy gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sometimes you have to give up your dreams, the dreams that you had in order to hope again. My prayer for you is that may you taste and see that the Lord is good. May you discover that there's no better life than trusting God with your dreams, even if he takes you to places where you never thought you would be. 